Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hi y'all, Carrie D here, and welcome back to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. I hope you had a chance to listen to last week's episode on how to end the year strong. Now, if you haven't, make sure you take a listen to it sometime this week. And if you're a visual learner like me, check out the end of the year strong mini workshop at coffeewithcarry.org. It's basically a longer version of last week's podcast, but in video form, and you can download it immediately after you order it. Okay, so at the end of last week's episode, I briefly mentioned a few ideas for making the last day of school special. In this episode, I want to go into much more detail and throw out to you all kinds of things that you can do as a family, with friends, or with your homeschooling group to celebrate your child's accomplishments this past school year and to acknowledge all the ways that God has been faithful to you and to your family this past year. Now, even if you do school year round or you don't even do grade levels, it's important each year to acknowledge reaching milestones and to celebrate achievements of that year. So in this week's episode, I want to talk about culminating activities you can do, homeschool celebrations you can have, commencement ceremonies for your grads, and other things you can do during the last month of your school year. So in this episode, I'm going to share four different things that you can do. First, I want to share things that you can do on your last official day of school and ways that you can create last day of school traditions. And second, I want to share with you some fun end of the year activities and assessments that you can do instead of tests and trying to cram and finish textbooks before the summer break. And then third, I want to share some celebration and promotion ideas that you can do for students in the K through 11th grade. And then finally, some special graduation ceremonies or commencement activities that you can do to celebrate the class of 2023. Now, I know many of you have first day of school traditions, but if you don't already have last day of school traditions, then I'm encouraging you to start a few this year. First, it's important to pick an official final day that your family will put all the books away for a little break, even if the break is not the entire summer or you sneak in a little schoolwork during the summer. Pick a last day of school and stick to it. Then put it on the calendar and let everyone know when it is. They will hold you accountable, moms. Now it's super fun to start a countdown too, because the excitement builds up. Now when my kids were younger, I wrote the numbers 1 through 30 in reverse order on a stack of post-its. And then I taped the post-its on the refrigerator door, and every day the kids took turns removing one of the numbers. It was our little summer is here countdown. Now make the last day of school special and different than all the other days that year. Plan something special to do. Maybe have a special breakfast or a lunch or go out to dinner or go on a special field trip or go to the beach or to a theme park or a water park. 
Now, in California, kids can earn day tickets to Six Flags Magic Mountain. They have a special homeschool day for the end of the year. And when my kids were little, we could afford those Disneyland passes. So we either went to Disneyland on the first day of school, or we spent the day at Disneyland on the last day of school to celebrate. We even got pins that said, I'm on summer break from Mickey. Now, some years we had an end of the year party with other homeschooling friends. And some years we celebrated the last day of school with our homeschool group at our last park day. I wasn't big on report cards, but one of my kids loved them, so I made sure I created report cards for the kids each year, and I made special promotion certificates for each of them, too. So at breakfast or at that special dinner on the last day, I would present to them their certificates and a summer fun box. Now, I tried to have a box of summer fun waiting for the kids to open on the last day of school. Now, depending on their age, I usually put in things like sidewalk chalk, bubbles, water balloons, sunglasses, sunscreen, a new bathing suit and a beach towel, maybe some coloring books, a new Lego set, homemade Play-Doh, kid-friendly cookbooks, baking supplies, seeds and gardening tools, maybe a few new books to read, packs of baseball cards, and sometimes a gift card to one of their favorite ice cream or boba shops. Now, you don't have to spend a lot of money or even any money at all. The idea is to just make the day special and different from all the rest. Now, once you decide on your last day of school, spend the last month of school doing fun end-of-the-year activities instead of trying to cram everything in that you still have left to do. Now, make sure you listen to last week's episode, End the Year Strong, for ways to prioritize what you do and don't do during the last month of school. Now, one of our favorite things to do during the month of May is to create a family summer bucket list. The kids and I would brainstorm with my hubby all the things we wanted to do during that summer. Then we would pick the things that we really had the time and the budget for. Now, when the kids were little, I created a poster board of it so we could check the things off as we did them during the summer. And then as the kids got older, they made the poster board or they drew the list on our chalkboard wall so we could check things off as we did them during the summer. Our summer bucket list always gave them something to work towards during the last month of school and something to look forward to when summer break officially began. Another fun activity to do during the last month of school is to create a yearbook. Now, the first 10 or so years of our homeschooling, the homeschool groups that we belonged to didn't have yearbooks. So we spent the last month of our school year creating our own yearbook. I was pretty good about taking pictures throughout the school year of different fun field trips and activities and projects, play dates and park days and milestones and things like that. So I would have the kids go through the photos and pick the ones they wanted to put in our yearbook. We would also look at our calendar for the year to just refresh our memory of the special school things that we did as a family or with our friends. We even put in this yearbook photos of family vacations because, you know, that always counted as school days for us. Different baseball games, musical programs the kids were in, tickets to things we went and saw, karate promotion ceremonies, scout activities, dance competitions, you name it. If we did it that year and the kids wanted to remember it, we put it in the yearbook. And if we didn't have a photo for something, the kids either drew it or they wrote a short sentence about it. Then we would put it all together like a mini yearbook or a scrapbook. Now, for a few years, I just used Shutterfly. The kids picked out the photos and I made the photo book for them. 
Now, towards the end of our homeschooling journey, the homeschool group we ran created and provided official yearbooks. So we just added our stuff to those yearbooks. Now that the kids are all grown and graduated, I still have those yearbooks on shelves as little mementos. Now, another fun end-of-the-year activity that we did a few years, we didn't do it every year, but we did it a couple of times, was to create a time capsule questionnaire. We would list things like who is president, vice president, and speaker of the house that year. We would list any major news events that happened that year, good and bad. I would make a list of basic grocery items, and the kids would go to the grocery one day with me and write down the prices of the different things. We even included the price of gas per gallon, price of movie tickets, and things like that. The kids would list popular toys, games, songs, athletes, musicians, that year's Tony Award winners. Hey, we like musicals. Different popular TV shows, stuff like that. One year, my daughter even took a few pictures at the mall of storefront windows of popular clothes stores to document the fashion of that year. I'm a Bible prophecy kind of geek, so I would create my own little list of Bible prophecies that I felt was unfolding right before our eyes that year. Now, most of the time, it was just a time capsule questionnaire that we filled in. However, a few of our friends would actually collect items and place them in a little box along with a similar questionnaire. They plan to open it when their grandkids start kindergarten, so their grandkids know what it was like when their mom and dad was young. Okay. So one of my all-time favorite things to do at the end of the school year is to create a list of blessings. The kids and I brainstorm how and when God answered our prayers that year, who helped us that year, and some of our favorite teachers, mentors, youth pastors, coaches, family members, directors, people like that. Then instead of cramming and trying to finish our grammar and writing and spelling and vocabulary workbooks, we put them all aside and we spent the last month writing thank you cards. Now, when they were younger, I gave them copywork template. It would be in letter format with the proper punctuation and grammar and spacing, as well as the words for them to copy. All the kids had to do was add the person's name, sign their name, and illustrate the card. When they were older, though, they either wrote a letter to that person, or they made a homemade thank you card. On the card, they had to write something specific, such as, I'm thankful for all the extra time you spent with me helping me prepare for my brown belt exam, or thank you for making fun and teaching me to love math instead of hate it, stuff like that. Now, I always ended our school year with this great writing assessment for the year. Ask your kids to write answers to these five questions. One, what was your favorite part of the year? Two, What would you like to do again? Three, what did you learn this year? Four, what would you like to include next year? And five, what is one thing you would change about this year? What was your least favorite thing that we did? And then save their answers, pray over them this summer, and then use them to help you plan for next year. It's also a great writing assessment as well. You can compare those throughout the years, to see just how much they're progressing in their writing. Now, I talked about this cumulative history project that you can do at the end of the year, reviewing everything you've learned in history instead of cramming to cover last-minute stuff. It was our timeline project. Basically, brainstorm everything you learned this year in history, and then on separate index cards, draw the event with a date on the front, And then the older student can write a summary sentence about the event or the person on the back. And then you hang the cards in chronological order on your timeline. 
I give a whole lot more details and directions in last week's episode and the year strong. So if you're interested in doing this fun history activity, make sure you listen to last week's episode. Now, a few years, we ended with a poetry tea party. It's super easy to organize a literature-themed tea party with your friends. At the party, everyone shared their favorite book that they read that year, or they recited something that they memorized that year. Then we ended eating some yummy tea treats. Okay, so let's talk about ideas for celebrating not just the last day of school, but celebrating the entire year. Now, when the kids were younger, we hosted a special dinner with extended family to celebrate milestones such as graduating kindergarten. Now, at the end of Francesca's kindergarten year and at the end of Joseph's kindergarten year, we had grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins come over for a special dinner. Francesca's was fancy, and Joe, he wanted a backyard barbecue. Whatever cool art projects that Francesca created that year, we put out for everyone to see. And for Joe's kindergarten celebration, he wanted to display many of his Lego collections. We also put out for everyone to see their nature journals and any awards that they may have earned that year, either in scouting or karate or dance or outside classes. Then after dinner, Mike and I officially presented them with their kindergarten promotion certificate. The family prayed over them, and we thank God for all of his blessings that year. And that's when Francesca and Joseph gave their thank you cards that they wrote to the different family members who were there at dinner. And then they would share something with us. Francesca wanted to read a Dr. Seuss book and play a song that she learned on the piano. Joe wanted to show us a karate kata that he learned, and he wanted to sing the president song that he memorized that year in CC. Even though we really didn't do formal curriculum for kindergarten, we wanted to celebrate these milestones with family. And actually, the grandparents, who were not huge fans of homeschooling yet, really appreciated this somewhat quote-unquote traditional milestone celebration. We took lots of pictures and made the evening all about our kindergartner and his or her accomplishments that year. Now, some years we just spent the day at the beach with friends for our celebration party. And my son even burned a few of his school notebooks in the bonfire. I think he enjoyed that way too much that year. Now, if your homeschool group has a promotion ceremony of some kind, I strongly encourage your family to participate. And if they don't have one, ask if you can start one for the group. It's a great way to publicly acknowledge your students' achievements, and it's a great time to communally thank God for his faithfulness and blessings during the year. It's also a great way to acknowledge the homeschooling moms who worked so hard that year and the dads who contributed too. Now, depending on the size of your homeschool group, a promotion night is always a great opportunity to showcase student achievements too. Some years, our homeschool group also had an art fair the night of promotion night. The students displayed their favorite art pieces that they created that year for all to see. Y'all, the grandparents love this one. And for a few years, our homeschool group also had a science fair the night of promotion night. Again, different science fair projects were on display in the fellowship hall for all to see. I must say, the dads really like this one. In a few years, our homeschool group just said, you can display whatever work, art, or projects you want in fellowship hall. So one year, each of my kids made a trifold board display. They added photos of their favorite field trips and projects and artwork, and, and then Francesca displayed her nature journals and science projects, and Joe put out his Lego creations from the year. Now, for many years, our homeschool group had a talent show portion to the promotion night. 
Students could sign up to sing or dance or play an instrument or recite poetry, whatever they wanted. It was great fun to not just highlight academic achievements at promotion night, but also their God-given gifts and talents. Y'all, this was another grandparent favorite. Certificates are always fun to give out to each student, as well as a small little memento to the students who are celebrating milestones, like completing kindergarten or moving from eighth grade to high school, and of course, the seniors who are graduating. So if your homeschool group has a promotion night, consider attending and participating. And if your homeschool group doesn't, either host something special at your home for your closest family and friends, or volunteer to organize a promotion night for your group. All right, so let's talk about high school graduation and commencement ceremonies. If you can host one or participate in one, do it, mamas. Graduating high school is huge. Use Shutterfly or something similar to create inexpensive graduation announcements. Find a friend to take formal or informal senior portraits of your graduate. Mail them to friends and family with an invitation to join your celebration, whatever that might look like for your grad. Make the ceremony as simple or as elaborate as you want. Now, each year, our homeschool group had a special commencement ceremony for our seniors. Ours always included all the pomp and circumstance. Yes, even the traditional music. Our homeschool group had a commencement ceremony that included each graduate walking down the aisle to the wild applause of family and friends. Many years, there's even been cowbells and noisemakers, too. We even had a fat head made of Joe for his high school graduation. Order caps and gowns and tassels and even stoles from Amazon or Homeschool Legal Defense Association. You can even get official diplomas at homeschooldiploma.com. The seniors always hosted and led our homeschool group's graduation ceremony. The seniors opened the evening in prayer and with a few worship songs. The moms or the seniors put together a slideshow of each senior and the class as a whole. We would acknowledge each senior one by one. My hubby, a.k.a. the homeschool group director, would confer the diploma to the student, and then the senior would give a little three- to five-minute speech. This was an opportunity for the graduates to thank important people in their lives, to acknowledge people who helped them along their educational journey, to share their homeschool experience, to share how God has worked in their lives through high school, and to share their future plans. If you don't have a homeschool group leader, then have the parent of each graduate confer the diploma or ask the graduate to pick a special person in their life to confer their diploma. And if you have time, it's always nice to give each parent a minute or two to talk about their student and their homeschool journey, too. We then presented the graduating class to the crowd and let them throw their hats in the air. Then end the evening with a blessing over the seniors and a ton of cake and desserts. Graduating high school is a really big milestone. You don't have to plan anything fancy, and it doesn't have to be a huge choreographed event. The main idea is to set a day or an evening aside to celebrate your senior with friends and family. Now, if your group is too big, or there isn't a place big enough to fit your group, the graduates, their family, and their friends, then maybe celebrate with a senior day instead of a full-blown graduation ceremony. This is what our co-op does. We don't have an official commencement ceremony. We let the parents plan and organize that on their own so they can personalize it to their own graduate. But we do want to acknowledge our seniors and their huge milestone when they're on campus. So in the last day of our co-op classes, 
we set the day aside to honor our seniors. In years past, I've given each graduate a cap and tassel to wear around campus all day. Some even decorated and personalized their caps. This year, I'm giving them a graduation stole with the class of 2023 embroidered on it. I figured it was easier to wear a stole around their neck all day long, and it looks way cool too, than to keep trying to have that cap on their head. We have a photo booth for the seniors, a balloon arch, and a special treat for them at lunchtime. And then in each class, the teachers pray over the seniors and the peers gush over them with praise and compliments. And then after lunch, we have our walk of fame. The entire community comes together and creates a tunnel with their hands for the seniors to walk through. We announce the graduates' name one by one. We cheer and clap. They each walk through the tunnel created by all their friends, and they're greeted at the end of the tunnel by their mom. I even make sure the moms of our graduates are, or, are recognized that day with a coffee treat and a bouquet of flowers. I mean, hey, the moms had a lot to do with their senior graduating, right? So I want to make sure that they feel loved, appreciated, and celebrated as much as the seniors. So there you have it. Now you have tons of things you can do to not only end the year strong, but to celebrate a year well done. And if you do any of the activities suggested in this episode, make sure you take lots of pictures, post them, and tag me so I can celebrate with you. Mamas, no cramming allowed. Let's celebrate instead. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. You can purchase it at Amazon or at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you heard something you liked or something new, then share a podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week, or with a mom friend who wants to do something special this year but, but doesn't belong to a homeschool group just yet. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. This is the best way to help other moms find our podcast and to be encouraged too. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, consulting services, podcast, and book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.